This is Crucial Tech, a podcast about the technology that affects us all, but few of us understand, presented in a format that can give you some basic understanding and the time it takes to drive to the grocery store. I'm Luke Covey, an independent journalist who's been writing about various technologies ranging from renewable energy to digital security for more than 40 years. I probably know more about it than you do, and if I don't, I will introduce you to those who do. Welcome back to Crucial Tech. This is your host, Lou Covey, and uh, we're going to start delving into the world of ethics and technology over the next few weeks. Uh, and it comes from uh, a, a process I've been going through and a, uh, an event that I went to uh, that I've, I think I've mentioned um, called Bootstrap Labs uh, Artificial Intelligence Conference. And there was... There, there were actually several presentations that included reference to ethics. Uh, and what I took away from that is that while many technologists believe they need to apply ethics, especially when they're being called into uh, congressional uh, hearings and, uh, and uh, the EU to justify problems with privacy and security, uh, that they don't still really know what ethics is. Uh, it's kind of a blank spot in their education. Uh, and they're starting to realize that, and they're going to have to start figuring it out. And so the job of an ethicist is actually on the rise in the technology world. And today we're going to talk to one of them. Uh, her name is Maya Rita Olila and she has been a longtime uh, professor of ethics and philosophy in Finland. Um, the, the Nordic countries are interesting because they actually take the issue of security and ethics very seriously. Uh, so we're going to be talking to several of them over the next few weeks. Um, but she's written a book. Uh, she is also uh, making a living as a public speaker on the issue of technology and ethics. And so we, had con we contacted her and she very graciously agreed to participate in a conversation with us. Myrita, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you. It's great that you're having me. Yeah. And... Uh, my since I have not yet been able to read the book because it is in Finnish and it hasn't been translated to English and is not yet available in on Amazon and I don't read Finnish. Can you tell me a little bit about what the book is? Well, it's a book in applied ethics. So I'm simply trying to apply uh, ethics in two different fields of artificial intelligence. There are quite a number of interesting issues that that we need to discuss concerning artificial intelligence. Absolutely. And uh, can you can you run down a list of the top five? Well, it's a book with 366 pages, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe the five top is a little bit difficult. But some of the issues are related to war. How should we relate to autonomous weapons? Then the issue of control. Uh, artificial intelligence makes possible all forms of 
social control that are really problematic. Then there is the issue of sex robots, of course, uh, autonomous cars, uh, teaching uh, children, especially children of autism spectrum disorders, and a number of other things. Anything that you are interested in, in particular? Uh, well, actually, yeah. Um, I'm going to preface the question with this. Uh, I was at a conference. Actually, the conference that I was at is where your name came up, which is how I found found you. It uh, was Bootstrap Labs uh, conference on artificial intelligence, and they are a uh, a startup uh, company, or they they help startups get get started. They're uh, a um, an incubator, um, and one of the venture capital people got up and gave a presentation and and kind of threw out the fact that we need to consider ethics when we're d developing this stuff. And where do we, and he said, where do we get these ethics? The, the first testament would be a good idea. Okay. Now, the, from an English standpoint, uh, I, I don't know how it is uh, elsewhere in the world, but when somebody says first testament, uh, he's referring to the Old Testament. And that tells me that he really doesn't know much about the Old Testament in the Bible. Uh, and he is struggling to find out where to find an ethical foundation to develop these new technologies. So out of that question comes this, or out of that statement comes this question, is it even possible for technology to have ethics? Well, um, a very good question, because uh, my Ethical theory begins from a view that is related to the age that we're living. We are living in the Anthropocene. Uh, I don't know if you can get my meaning from my terrible Finnish accent, but it's actually a, a, a geological era that came after Holocene. Okay. Can you understand my point? Which means that we've been able to change this planet through technology in ways that have been un unimaginable before. So we're really able to create our destiny in a new way. We have created something like climate change through our own means. So that means that... Uh, the well-being on every living of every living being on this planet is depending on the forms of technology that we're developing. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's it's not uh, easy to think that we could go on without ethics of technology because we are uh, affecting our own lives, but also every living being on this planet. And where do we get the ethics for this? Uh, exactly. Many people suggest that we should have something li like global ethics, not the ethics that was applied in a certain territory during the uh, times of the Old Testament or any other religion. We should not try to apply some uh, local uh, uh, relativistic ethics that people approve of in some uh, countries in the world but try to negotiate some principles 
that are acceptable in different cultures, in different surroundings, uh, also in the future. Uh, can you imagine, when you think about it, can you imagine that one day we could have such an ethics that deals with problems uh, related to artificial intelligence, which you and I could share equally? Is that overly optimistic? Yeah, I'm a student of history, and I, I tend to think, yeah, that is kind of overly optimistic. I mean, just when it comes down to the treatment of women, okay, that that ethic varies greatly from continent to continent, not just not just, not alone from country to country. Uh, we 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 look at. You know, in, in in the West Western countries, it's essentially standard that women are considered to be equal to men. Yeah, you know, that's that's an acceptable ethic. But when you get into uh, Southeast Asia, into India, into Africa, uh, that that varies widely. And how are we going to get the application of ethics to artificial intelligence to? to work in those other countries without offending them. Well, the rights of women is a case in point, and I think it's a good argument for global ethics, because when we think 100 years back, women's position in society was uh, very different from what it is today. Mm -hmm. And many different societies seem to proceed in the same direction over the time. Okay. So women's interests all over the world are very similar. And, and when women and men as well become aware of these interests, then we are bit by bit developing something like global ethics. In that respect. Okay. So uh, do you think that the adoption of AI will actually uh, speed the acceptance of a global ethical standard? Well, at this point, as you said, we in Europe have a very different approach than people in the U.S. or in China, for example. Mm -hmm. But when we think about our shared future on this planet. Uh, I think many people will share the belief that uh, our living conditions are dependent on the same things, like clean air, clean water, something to eat. So uh, AI has a huge impact on everything that we're doing because it accelerates uh, the speed of things we're doing. It empowers whatever we're doing. So uh, if AI uh, has not, does not have the same kind, sta kind of stand standards in different parts of the world, we get worried. We want to know what's going on in China, for example. Mm -hmm. Or do you disagree? No, I don't. Uh, we, we... You should, because that's when philosophizing begins. Okay. Well, I'm not a philosopher. Well, and you're becoming one. I appreciate that. Um, 
th th there's there's a, a general concern about artificial intelligence that is going to be taking over jobs, that it's going to be supplanting humans. I'm not one of the people that buy that because the thing is, is that there are, yeah, you know, when you're, we are talking about um, automating jobs, when you've got something like a machinist that has to do um, uh, uh, work to exacting standards, there are things you can do with AI to replace those people. But then when you get into some of the construction trades, uh, like like plumbing and, and carpentry and things like that, that are not... Stuff happens when, you, when, uh, when you're doing those jobs that you cannot necessarily anticipate. And that's why you need a human being there. And as a matter of fact, I was just reading that there's a huge lack of constr uh, uh, of workers for construction jobs in the United States, uh, and that women are actually getting those jobs because nobody else is applying for them. So those jobs aren't necessarily going to go away, and that kind of ties into the idea of, of of survival for artificial intelligence, because the machines are still going to require maintenance, and so artificial intelligence isn't going to take over the world because they still need humans to service it. So I don't, I don't follow uh, with that, but as we go on um, and, and these machines develop uh, self-awareness, are, are, are we going to be, are we going to have to start being concerned about the rights of artificial intelligent machines? Well, uh, that may or may not happen. Okay. The specialists disagree widely about the possibility of such kind of artificial intelligence. But going back to your first point, jobs and AI, I agree with you that there, were, there will always be jobs uh, in the present phase of IA, AI, I mean. Uh, in the present phase, uh, uh, there is a need of human potential. But I'm worried about the figure of speech. Uh, at least here in Finland or largely in Europe, we say that AI will take away our jobs. Mm -hmm. AI doesn't do anything. It does not intend. We can't blame it for anything because responsibility lies with us human beings. And I'm somewhat concerned about that way of speaking, because morally, we really need to take responsibility for things that AI does. But there is a moral issue, however, related to jobs, because in the long run, there will be new professions and new parts uh, of education, but until that happens, there are some people that, that will be out of jobs. And uh, what kind of logic will provide them with everything they need? Is it uh, something like basic income? Or what will be the procedure to take care of those people who will, uh, for some time, lose their jobs i i have no answer for that oh i am disappointed <laughs> I, i was sure that you have some kind of view uh it, it's just that I, I actually haven't thought about it, it uh, it's 
uh, that's an aspect that I've got to consider. Uh, and it sounds like that's part of the problem is that we have a lot of issues to consider before we ever develop a system of ethics that can be applied to AI. And I'm not sure we have the time to do it right now. I mean, it's moving pretty fast. But then again, I was just reading how companies that are making robots are going out of business rapidly because nobody wants to buy their product. So maybe it's not coming along as fast as I thought it was. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what do you think about that? the answer to that question? Well, there have been some... Um... Uh, some preliminary uh, experiments in Finland concerning basic income. The problem is that it will be terribly expensive for mm -hmm. the society. But I think it's a great idea to test these uh, different approaches now that we still have time. And I'm not sure that we'll be too late with the discussion on ethics of AI because... Uh, as you say, uh, things are theoretically uh, moving on very rapidly, but in actual fact, it will take some time before people actually apply all the possibilities of AI. And, and uh, that's also a point where ethics come in, comes in, because if people do not uh, rely on these new types of technologies, they will not be applied they will not be used. So I, I think this is just exactly the right time to discuss uh, the different issues of AI. Well, that much I agree with, because um, if we don't start talking about it now, especially at a point where no one really knows what it is, uh, I don't think we're ever going to get around to it. Um, Mayurita, that's about all the time we have for this. I want to thank you for your time. Uh, and I understand that your second book will be written in English, so I'm going to be looking forward to seeing that. Uh, well, thank you, and and I'll definitely do my best to to participate in the discussion with you next time. All right, thank you very much. Uh, this has been Lou Covey with Maya Rita Olila uh, from Finland, uh, the place that I think I need to go visit sometime. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, come back next week. We're going to be talking about this ethics stuff even more. And this has been Lou Covey with Crucial Tech. This is a Footwasher Media production.